Okie dokie, are you ready? I'm ready. Ooh, you don't need to do <laughs> NOL karaoke. You're on it. I'm on it. <laughs> are you trying to shush me? <clears throat> What's that? Are you trying to shush me? Shush you? Are you trying to take my artism away? No, I would never steal your artisanal list. Hello and welcome to episode 116 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today is Saturday, February the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2016. I am Jeremy and I am joined by my illustrious, wonderful, glowing, cheerful, positive, encouraging, light of my life, Christina Weiss. Hello. Partner in crime, in life, and in love. That was quite an introduction. Well, you're quite a lady. (laughs) Hi, Christy. Hello. I feel like you're trying to make up for when we fought last time we recorded. We didn't fight. Oh, yeah. Didn't you listen to the last show? The magic of editing, it never happens. There was no fight. (laughs) There was no nothing. It was perfect. Yeah, maybe there was some stuff that got edited out. (laughs) We put it up over uh, (laughs) robertpape.com. You can find it. We'll just have to discuss it with our therapist later. It'll be available on the uh, Nerd Out Loud Extras page, which will be coming soon. It'll be for a small fee. You can access the deleted show, the... all of the fights that I've edited out of all of our podcasts. That's actually a good <laughs> the idea. The times that Christy has thrown the mic down and walked out of the room because she's mad at our guests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should uh, we should actually do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. We'll start a Patreon page and for uh, for just a small monthly donation, you can get access to all of the <laughs> horrible things that I delete out well, of the shows. Um, isn't it episode nine that everyone wants to? Yeah. We could sell that for like $5 or something. Yeah. Isn't it really that bad? I need to listen to it again. Yeah. It is is pretty bad. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, welcome, Christy. Here we are again doing our podcast. It's very exciting. I'm wearing pants today. Yeah. This is kind of a new thing. Usually, because we oftentimes record the show late at night, and uh, I'm oftentimes wearing like sweatpants or Mm -hmm. as... um, some would call them tonight pants. But you're wearing actual pants. Tonight pants? pants meaning like when you put them on You're in for the night. You're in for the night. Right. So you could wear them all day. Yeah. If you wanted to. It just means that you're you're in for the day at that point. So uh yeah, I'm actually wearing jeans today. I'm Fancy. I'm trying something new. I'm trying to be a little bit more professional. They say dress for the job that you want, and I want this to be a job that I go to wearing um, s- semi-casual uh, office clothes, <laughs> which is a hoodie and sweatpants okay. or uh, well, jeans. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the jeans. outfit at my work, so yeah. I do know that. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just get right into it. We have a very exciting show, as always. Maybe I should change it up one of these days and say we have yeah. a really, it's a, it's a uh, solid, solid six out of ten. Six out of ten. 
slightly better than good. We have a slightly better than good. What er, you're saying, C's average. get degrees. Yeah, C's get degrees. Yeah. I don't know if that's my saying necessarily, but mm. um, one piece of follow up from last week. We uh we had the Shark Tank segment, which I I actually felt really good about that. Okay. Um, there was a lot of the business plan that kind of got fleshed out live as we were recording it, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was exciting. That whole pagers thing kind of came out of nowhere. But uh, turned what, out to be, and you know that picture I tweeted a picture of a pager oh. that was actually when I found at work. That wasn't just like a internet picture, oh. like a Google images or something. I actually found that in a box. There we go. Yeah, not clipped to your boss's waistband. No, he never would. Well, uh, listener Amy, mm-hmm. Amy Shepard, uh, who. Madam Woolite on Twitter, we uh, retweet her a lot because every time she listens to the show, she it's kind of it. one of my favorite things. Yeah, she goes mm-hmm. through and she like tweets out the funny stuff or responses to comments. It actually makes me uh, go back and listen. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because normally I'm like, I don't want to hear it. But then she starts tweeting stuff and I don't remember what we said mm-hmm. or it didn't seem interesting or like I don't need yeah. to hear it again. Yeah. Uh, but then she's. She just makes it funny. Yeah. She does a really great job of it. But she mm-hmm. one, she was listening through to last week's show, and she tweeted at us when she got to that segment, a name for the business. Okay. Because I had it. said, like, at arm's length consulting or yeah, something. Yeah, I didn't that like it. Yeah. Not good. Apparently, mm-hmm. naming is not my uh, forte. No. Fort, mm-hmm. as uh, it's not your fort. Angelette would say. Um, as you can tell from the fact that our podcast is called Nerd Out Loud, <laughs> we Never really talk about nerdy stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. um, she said that we should name the business Mom Sierge. Okay. Mom Sierge. So I like it. If you did not listen last week, you should go back and listen. Because I'm actually pretty proud of that pitch that I did. Okay. And I'm actually really starting to believe in this company. I think it might be something mm-hmm. that I do. Maybe just a side thing for now. But I'll have to get a pager. But they're really cheap. Yeah. That's good. The good news for my Another business one, plan is that I mean, pagers I really are really like cheap. Her. But... Le- I like her name, but Mom Sears. Yeah, if you wanted to expand outside of weddings, yeah, it could be called like Boundaries Are Us. Mm-hmm. Because then you're setting the hard boundaries, and you could go into boundaries all different. Yeah, or bounds away, or yeah. something like that. With boundary as like the main thing, because that's what basically it is. Mm-hmm. Just thinking. These are good. Yeah. Well, guys, um, if you would like to be part of my pilot program to really kick this <laughs> off, I will do it for free for, uh, you know, maybe the first handful of people, maybe five or six people. Just that, to build up the that, resume. That uh, submit a request. But okay. if you didn't listen last week, what it is, uh, I'm offering us, I'm going to start a company where what, like when you're getting married or something, we will, um, my company will step in and kind of act as an intermediate between crazy like micromanager people and mm-hmm. your uh your uh you know like your family basically <laughs> and uh and the and the people that are the what that are getting married um but who will do it for us eh, well we'll just <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> because nobody. that's yeah that's what the issue is we're having yeah yeah who will watch the watchmen <laughs> right that's the real that's the uh that's the rub the rub so uh 
Yeah, we we have uh, Christy has a very special story that is near and dear to her heart <laughs> that she wants to share about today. We have some follow up files. We're going to test out some background music for the follow up files segment. Uh, God quit Twitter. I want to talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just weird Twitter culture in general. Christy has some am I a jerk that might actually solve our wedding problem because once again it's relating to something that I did that you're yeah so we'll solve our wedding problem as in yeah we won't have a wedding oh anymore. yeah right right yeah and then uh we'll wrap it up with some karaoke and uh be on our way <laughs> oh, no. be on our way <laughs> so uh let's let's get right into it so Christy and I have a uh, we have like a a slack channel that we use to mm-hmm. plan out these shows Sponsors of the show <laughs> yeah. use promo code Hashtag reply all and a well nerd out loud yeah. like Slack and you will get it for free. You'll get yep you'll you'll be able to download and use Slack for free. Right, <laughs> it's like a group messaging service, kind of like Facebook Messenger with like more stuff. Like you can add, you can do lots more stuff with it. You can put links in. You can integrate lots of services with it and all that kind of fun stuff. It's pretty awesome. People in the tech company companies use a lot of yeah well you know interesting story fun fact christina mm-hmm. they the the um jet propulsion laboratory the folks that landed the mars curiosity rover on mars mm-hmm. they used slack to plan the whole mission to, oh, really? to, to get the curiosity was that sponsored rover by on mars. slack yeah yeah you can also put in the code like jpl and you get slack oh, for free cool. Or just use the nerd out loud one. So we have this Slack channel, and we we kind of comment through the week and go back and forth about the stuff we want to talk about, and just dump stuff in there so we don't forget it. And Christy put a story in there that uh, we can't really get into it, but you maybe have know some people or something mm-hmm. that are kind of close to this story, mm-hmm. and it caught your eye, and and uh, you think it's going to kind of develop into something down the road, right? And you just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting heartbreaking then happy story yeah um so this is about barry massey he was the at the time this was in i think 1987 became the youngest person to be convicted of um to receive life without parole Mm -hmm. and he was 13 at the time of the crime 14 at the time of the sentencing, he still maintains through the whole this whole time that he's innocent. But um, he finally got out of prison. He has spent, oh gosh, 28, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Or 28. He was in there for 28 years. In 2012, the Supreme Court um, ruled that life sentences without parole for juveniles was cruel and unusual punishment. So in 2014... He won a, he received a resentencing hearing that gave him because he was a juvenile, so they like went back retroactively gave him twenty five years to life, which meant he had already served his term. Mm-hmm. So this week he was actually released from prison. Um he's been in there since he was fourteen years old. He's now forty two. Wait, is it this week? I thought he was getting out in August. No, he was released. He oh. walked out. I guess I misread. The other person, the other kid, so it was two kids. One was older. I think he was 16. Um, He will be 
coming out in a few months, so that must be oh, okay. what you're seeing. Okay. So that's that's the interesting story. He he is that they're one of the first people that are going that are going under this new law. Right. Um. The whole the whole thing is a little bit shady. They didn't have very much evidence. He was a poor black kid whose um, lawyer was his basketball coach. Mm-hmm. He had no criminal trial experience, but they just let that happen. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really the police recorded over his supposed confession tape that no one knows where it actually is. Like all the, I mean, all oh, this wow. stuff in 2010, a um, clemency board voted unanimously to let him out. Mm-hmm. But Christina Gregoire um, said no. And it was at the time right after the um, cops shooting in the coffee shop mm-hmm. in Tacoma. Oh, the Lakewood. Whatever. Yeah. There and was this like four happened police in officers Tacoma that got as killed. Well. Yeah. So this happened in the Tacoma area too. And <laughs> she just thought that it was too, too soon. Mm-hmm. And then she said, try in a couple more years. Mm-hmm. So, and then that he didn't need to. And this isn't like he didn't get, so this 14 year old got tried and convicted of mm-hmm. murder in like 1987. Yes. And it was like a robbery. Right, he like tried to shoot a guy and then ended up stabbing him after the fact, and that's how he died. And um, uh, so it's not that he didn't get out of prison because he was like they decided he was wrongly accused or like they did like a retrial or anything like that. Like he was sentenced to life without parole Mm -hmm. at the age of fourteen. Right, and then. There was a. Is this a federal law that went into place? Yeah, it's Supreme state? Court. So the Supreme Court said, no Cruel more. And unusual, unusual punishment to do life without parole for, yeah, minors. I think that's, I think that's yeah. a good call. Well, and like he was talking about that because of the sentence that he had, he wasn't, he didn't have access to things that other prisoners had, so he couldn't take college courses. Hmm. Um, so he has his GED. He hasn't, I mean, he hasn't been in the outside world since he was 14. I mean, the world has changed a lot since 1987. Jeez. Can you man. even imagine? No. No. I mean, I was four. four. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I That's mean, he, insane. he uh, got married while he was in prison. So he at least has someone that's going to take care of him, I guess. Yeah. And show him the ways How of the world. How does that work? How, like... I mean, how did they, do you, like, how did he meet this? She was a prison guard. She was a prison guard. Yeah. Ooh, jeez. So she quit her job and they got married. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's intense. Yeah, it is. But some people say that that showed how much of a model citizen that he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, he started a bunch of programs. He started, like, a workout club. He did lots of stuff while he was there. To make him model citizen. Yeah. Well, prison is good for some people. It was really good for friend of the show, Mike, Mike Frizzell. <laughs> uh, everybody's favorite bank robber. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my favorite bank robber, are Bonnie and Clyde real people? I have no idea. Okay, well, actually. I vote for them. No, this is really bad. I feel like maybe this, we should know. <laughs> Let's find out. Okay. I'm like a distant relative of Jesse James, and he robbed trains. So I could say that. 
uh, Clyde Champion Barrow and his companion Bonnie Parker were shot to death by officers in an ambush near Sales Bienville Parish, Louisiana, on May 23rd, 1934, after one of the most colorful and spectacular manhunts the nation had seen up to that time. That was from the uh, FBI.gov. Okay, so I'll say that they're my favorite. Bonnie and Clyde? (laughs) You didn't even know if they were real. (laughs) (laughs) They can't count. Christine, I have a question for you. And, well, actually, I know what your answer is going to be, but I want to talk about it in a public forum because I'm I'm hoping to get some feedback. I'm curious what other people think. Oh, no. I'm scared. As you know, may or may not know, Christina, I am a parent. I didn't know. (laughs) What? uh, I have a five-year-old daughter. Is that the terrace that lives in our house? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. One of the other things that's happening is that her teeth are falling out. Yeah. They're supposed to, I'm told by the doctor, that this yes. is something that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, her adult teeth are growing in and pu- pushing out the baby teeth. But her, her teeth are coming out, and um, she lost a tooth like a week ago or two weeks ago. And she actually just lost another one today. Mm-hmm. So last week when you went in there... Uh, or last time when she lost her tooth, we don't know where the tooth went. Right. Uh, the tooth was missing. We received actually. her. <laughs> we, we picked that her up. Week. You picked her up from her mom, from mm-hmm. her daughter, the daughter's mom, and and you noticed the tooth was missing, and you texted mom and said, "What's up with the tooth?" And um, she didn't know or something. Yeah, she said I didn't know. She didn't know happened. that the tooth was missing. So we're guessing that because of that, that maybe she swallowed it, or I mean, it's a tiny little tooth. It's mm-hmm. like the front bottom tooth, but. Yeah. We didn't do the tooth fairy thing because I don't like lying to kids, as we've talked about yeah. <laughs> numerous times with well, my anti-Santa Claus status. She came up with that right. the tooth fairy needs a tooth to exchange. <laughs> right. So she said, can you guys just do it this time? Yeah, yeah. She said because she didn't have the tooth. Apparently, the tooth fairy only comes when you actually have the tooth. And so she didn't. The the we didn't she didn't want us to do the tooth fairy this time around, but mm-hmm. we I mean we gave her we put a little envelope under her pillow yeah. with five bucks in it said from Christy and Daddy and mm-hmm. and then today when she lost her tooth now we're gonna maybe do the tooth fairy thing actually we had this funny conversation last time where she said uh, she was explaining to me how the tooth fairy is not gonna come and she asked if maybe the tooth fairy would come next time if she had her tooth and I said do you think the tooth fairy is real and she said well I don't know is the tooth fairy real and I said do you really want to know. She said, yes. He said, no, the tooth fairy is not real. Just like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to choose to believe the tooth fairy is real. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, well, you, you can do that if you want, but the right. tooth fairy is not real. And she goes, I'm five, dad. I'm allowed to have my own opinions, <laughs> which is terrifying. Yeah. I and true. Like, I feel like they're not supposed to start talking like that till they're like Teenagers. in their teens, right? Yeah. Huh. I feel like I'm raising think, like a little miniature 15-year-old. I think I heard something that it's milk products are making kids mature faster. Milk products. So we did the we did the thing with the uh we gave her the money. You gave her $5. Yeah. You gave her $5 last time. Cuz she's 5 years old. And then this time this time when she lost her tooth, she had a basketball game this morning that we were at and mm-hmm. her mom's parents showed up. So her grandparents showed up to the basketball game and her grandpa gave her a dollar in in quarters. Mm-hmm. Well, he initially gave her less, like 50 cents and then upped it to a dollar. Yeah, they also did the tooth fairy at their house too, she told me. Uh, did your parents do the tooth fairy with you? Yes. 
They did? Yes. And did you like believe that the tooth fairy was real? Yeah. Well, let's talk about this. Um, I mean, I'll, I have to think about it because once I knew that I knew it all came tumbling down mm-hmm. with Santa and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't lose a tooth until I was seven. So I think my first and second tooth teeth were tooth fairy and then mm-hmm. not again. Mm-hmm. And I remembered the first tooth I lost, I got a Van Halen tape. <laughs> really? Yeah. At the age of seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then were you into Van Halen as a seven year old? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well you wanted it. Yeah. Sorry. And then another time when I l I had to have a bunch of teeth pulled because mm. I had uh, shark teeth mm-hmm. where all my teeth were going oh, in behind. Yeah, double, so the double. dentist had to rip out a bunch of them. Mm. And I got Michael Jackson the wall record that, oh. of vinyl. Mm-hmm. It opened up. <laughs> How did they fit that under the pillow? They just gave it to me. Oh, okay. I was long. Ah, uh, I see. I see. Well, I feel like the reason I bring it up is because I feel a little bit like $5 is overpaying. Oh, okay. Of. I mean, I don't know. Maybe for not. the first tooth, you could get, like you could get ten Jack in the Box tacos okay. for five dollars. That's a lot of tacos. Well, I don't know what the going rate is, and I just told her because a she dollar was, for every year. No, she was really nervous about the first one, mm. and I just told her that when it comes out, she gets five dollars from Christy yeah. at Christy's house. Um, so I stuck to that. Yeah. I don't know what we should do for the other teeth. But the first one's a big one, and it's kind of scary because yeah. you don't know what the feeling's going to be, and then after that's so. I mean, like she's asleep in the house right now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, wh- what and are the... we going to do? Another five dollars for this one? Well, we probably need to find out how much we have. Oof, guys. We have to find the cash. We might have to take it out of her piggy bank. I might have to open that, uh, get that Patreon page open sooner rather than <laughs> later because I have a feeling she's going to keep losing teeth for a little while. My yeah. understanding is she loses all of her teeth. Yeah. Okay. So. so while I was looking for the last time trying to find like going raid mm-hmm. or whatever, I found the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, did I show it to you? No. We might have to make it the show page. It's a stuffed animal that you can buy. Uh-huh. That's like a monster. Uh-huh. And you put the teeth into the your kid's teeth oh, into no. the mouth of the monster. No. It is terrifying. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to definitely make that the show picture. <laughs> it's uh, so scary looking. Yeah. Wow. Uh I feel like that would have a smell to it after a while. Well, not really. Those teeth, I mean, teeth can stink. Well, you they can have put like them in, organic material in You them. can put them into like bleach or something. Oof. Oof. I remember my parents gave me my teeth and I had them in a film canister <laughs> for a really long time. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had some weird ones because they pulled them out by the roots. Mm-hmm. So they were like really long and yeah. Wow. So, w- the, basically, <laughs> wow. we want to know what your yeah, kids. Sorry, did. I got distracted by that uh, by the ridiculous um, idea of a. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find that, and uh, the picture will be up at nerdoutloudpod.com. Um, 
Yes, I want to know how much you give your kids for how much you give your kids, or if you don't have kids, how much you think you should give a kid for mm-hmm. a lost tooth. It's kind so. of like babysitting, where we always say, "What's the going rate for yeah babysitters?" And I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's like ten or fifteen dollars per kid per hour. Yeah, it's the reason that we never go anywhere on the weekend. I know, <laughs> but I feel like maybe we should quit our jobs and just babysit full time. Yeah. Yeah. Follow-up files. This is a new... Um, it's something we've been doing for a while, but we're formally making it a segment. We're entering it into the canon of segments that we do. Okay. I want to make a list of these segments and put them on the website or something. I should okay. do that. I don't know why I said that out loud right now. I'm sure it's super interesting to everybody listening. <laughs> um, follow-up files. New segment we're doing where we kind of review past subjects, updates to things we've talked about in the past, funny stories that come along related to kind of topics that we've discussed on the show. And uh, listener DJ, actually friend of the show, DJ, the Chex Mix master, um, you can find his top secret recipe on any bag of Chex. <laughs> but <laughs> add spice. On he any does bo- add box some of Chex spice. on the store. I will say this. It's delicious. It's delicious. Listener DJ s- submitted this... Uh, uh, song for Fallout Files. So that's that's where the delightful music that you're hearing right now um, is is uh, came from. Christy, how do you feel? How do you feel about it? Do you think we're there yet? Do you think it's it? Mm. On the fence? It's good, good enough for now. <laughs> okay. if, if anyone else has anything they'd like to submit, yeah. we'll play anything. I will apparently. say this. It is the best submission that we have received yes. for this uh, particular you, segment. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you. Did DJ. he write it? Or no, did he just find it's it? It's the theme to Rockford Files. Oh. Yeah. Did you never watch Rockford Files? No, that sounds old manish. It is. I bet Robert Pape is super into yeah. it. Um, Wait, didn't they have some kind of special car? Uh, no, I think you're thinking of uh, uh, the, the racist car. No. <laughs> the car with the. What's that show? Oh my gosh! The you're thinking of um, the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, <laughs> the Dukes of Hazard, the racist car. That's a you know it's everybody's favorite TV show, the racist car. Um, no, there there is a special car. Okay. Because I worked with a woman who had that car. Okay. And she would talk about it. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, Christy, this story is for you. <laughs> Prepare to be filled with rage. Uh, <laughs> I found this on I don't know on the internet. Um. It's a story from Fusion. The title is People Are the Worst, which is something that you often say. Mm-hmm. People took selfies with a rare beached dolphin until it died. Beachgoers in Argentina plucked a small rare dolphin from the beach to photograph it until the dolphin overheated and died. Consider it a new low for selfies. I hate people. Yeah. It's pretty... Uh, it's pretty sad. So this is, it was a Franciscan dolphin and which is listed as a vulnerable species. And the, um, uh, the Argentine wildlife foundation would like everybody to know that, uh, basically don't mess with animals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I feel like that should go without saying, um, the dolphin looks adorable. There's some pictures of it in this article. It's a little heartbreaking. Goes without it's like saying. a little tiny baby. It's a little tiny dolphin. Why People did are... no one stop this from happening? It's a picture 
there's there's like a lot of 25 people. people gathered around this thing they're literally just passing it around everybody has their cell phones out they're trying to take dolphin selfies um dolphins have a very thick layer of uh fat to keep them warm and are really designed to be in the water most of the time yeah. and so when you take them out of the water especially in the hot weather uh, they can dry out quickly and dehydrate overheat and they think that's what happened with his dolphin and it passed away apparently there was two dolphins that were this was happening to at least two this day according to the person that originally posted the photos on facebook which as of the time that this story was written had about 2500 shares um, the original photos that were posted to somebody's Facebook, I should say. Um, they don't know what happened to the other one, but uh, needless to say, guys, if you see a dolphin sitting on the beach, like, don't pass it around and take selfies with it. You know, like, if you see something, say something. Yeah, but that's what they mean, but right? About dolphin. Something. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> if you see something, say something. But don't, don't selfie, selfie something. something. Maybe a possible show title. Yeah, also a, a t-shirt. Ooh, yeah. If we ever have a Nerd Out Loud t-shirt, that mm. will be it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what mm-hmm. is the terrible thing we saw today? That doesn't even... Uh, it was like a sign at a Toyota dealership that did not make any sense. Mm-mm. It was like um, um, basically talking about being selfless, but using the word selfie. And I think it said like hashtag selfie list something. Yeah, it's about it was like, like a motivational even... poster for the. Yeah. Uh... Don't it was like don't why don't we take a picture? We always do that. Don't just selfie. Be selfie less. And so I didn't understand. It was like selfie for the us. Are you looking it up? Oh, okay. This now makes me feel bad for criticizing it. Oh, no. Toyota places a charitable spin on the traditional selfie with the new campaign, Selflessy. Uh, December 2nd, 2015, Toyota launches a new initiative, Selflessy, uh, hashtag Selflessy, which is encourages Instagram users to ditch their typical selfie snapshots in favor of posting a selfless selfie. Kicking off on Giving Tuesday and continuing through January 4th, every photo hashtagged on Instagram with Selflessy will trigger a $50 donation from Toyota to the Boys and Girls Clubs of America, up to $250,000. Now, now I kind of feel bad for making fun of it. But I actually hey, thought that it was something Toyota. about leases because of how it was spelled. Uh, me too. I really thought that it had something to do because we were with in a car dealership. A car, and it has yeah. to do with the. Um, which, by the way, I mean, I, uh, I we have a couple more follow-up files here, so I don't want to get too far off the rails. But the the finance manager at the dealership that we were at mm-hmm. gave Christy a can of mace. Yeah, like randomly, like we were talking. I haven't had a lot of experiences at car dealerships. This ex- this experience, you getting this car, was like one of the most painless experiences that I've ever had or heard of anybody having at a dealership. Mm-hmm. Everybody was super nice, really helpful, not pushy. We told them what you were looking for. They showed us the car. They gave you a great deal on it. Anyway, this is now a commercial. I drove it for, for like three blocks. Toyota. And then... Which, honestly, you didn't even probably need to drive it. We just did because neither mm-hmm. one of us said no when he grabbed the key. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we uh, 
we're in there signing the paper. We're signing the paperwork for the finance piece and just talking to the lady about how much you drive and how you go to the park and ride. And there was recently a lady, uh, a woman in this, uh, in our area that was potentially murdered or has some kind of suspicious death Mm -hmm. at a park and ride right by our house. And the lady was like the, the finance manager that we were talking to was like, Oh, that's not okay. You need to not do the park and ride thing anymore. You need to drive to work. Uh, or if you're going to do that, if you insist on doing that, take you need to take mace and then she goes as a matter of fact take this mace and she opens up her desk (laughs) and pulls out her personal keys and takes the mace off of her keychain and hands it to you that's i feel like that's service yeah with a smile so and then i asked for free car mats and got those (laughs) too yeah you did you asked for you got free mace and a free car mat so um okay so that was follow-up file on the uh, dolphin selfies it's pretty horrible. It's a pretty horrible thing. Um, but guys, don't uh, don't do that. That's bad. Don't let's not kill uh, endangered animals or not endangered, but threatened, threatened. So this is something that we I I shared with you briefly in the past a uh, about my friend friend of the show Jason that had cancer. We posted his GoFundMe, and by the way, like a few people that we know kind of came through on that in a huge way and donated money, and that's awesome. Like if anybody did that, or I mean, whatever you every that's awesome that you guys mm-hmm. did that. Thank you. I we have a a friend that has friend of mine and a friend of the show that um, recently had cancer come back after six years and was just kind of in a crappy deal and can't work. So, um, thank you everybody for doing that. That was huge. But this was an article that popped up that, uh, just kind of related to that because I, I don't know, I struggle, I struggle with like really knowing how to be there for people, especially in situations like that, where Mm -hmm. I just have no, I have no, I mean, I've never experienced anything like that. I've never even really had a major health crisis, Mm -hmm. knock on wood. Well, except when you're kidneys failed because you (laughs) because i was doing the atkins diet i lost a ton of weight my kidneys stopped working but i lost a ton of weight um eating only like cheese and pepperoni and uh, pork rinds so yeah (laughs) somebody posted this article a cancer survivor designs the cards she wishes she'd received from friends and family so uh los angeles-based designer emily mcdowell was diagnosed with stage 3 hodgkin's lymphoma at age 24 and during nine months of chemo and radiation before going into remission. And she said, the most difficult part of my illness wasn't losing my hair or being erroneously called sir by Starbucks baristas or sickness from chemo. It was loneliness and isolation. I felt when many of my close friends and family members disappeared because they didn't know what to say or said absolutely the wrong thing without realizing it. So, you know, it goes through and it posts some of these cards or she, she, they have some of these cards in the article it says, uh, I'm really sorry. I haven't been in touch. I didn't know what to say. Just so you know, I'm totally on board for driving you to treatment, cleaning your place, helping pick out flattering wigs, coming up with badass visualization exercises. And if you twist my arm, I guess I'd also be cool with lying on the couch and watching trashy TV together. My I know favorite... it's a sacrifice and I'm willing to oh, make. Sorry. I love you. Sorry, go ahead. Um, my favorite one is when life gives you lemons, I won't tell you a story about my cousin's friend who died of lemons. <laughs> yes uh yes that is fantastic uh please let me be the first person to punch the next person who tells you everything happens for a reason oh you know i hate that (laughs) 
God never gives you anything that you can't <laughs> yeah. handle. Yeah. Uh, I know hashtag fuck cancer doesn't help you get through it. I'm here anytime if you need me. Where, where can we get these? Like, are these available or these are just like... Emily, EmilyMcDowell.com. Okay, so, so they are... We'll, we'll post a link in the show notes. They do sell them. Yeah. Then. Uh, I'm so sorry you're sick. I want you to know that I will never try to sell you some random treatment I read about on the internet. <laughs> Uh, I promise never to refer to your illness as a journey, quote unquote, yeah. unless someone takes you on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I liked these and I thought it was worth sharing because because um, I liked them, I guess. I don't know. Uh, what I think, honestly, some of the best advice that I've ever gotten from somebody about like how to be there, just how to show up for people mm-hmm. in situations like this or loved ones or friends or family. Um, was actually from uh, Kevin Kevin Clancy, the pastor that we had on that made mm-hmm. you so mad that you threw the microphone down and mm-hmm. left. Um, he just said to show up and shut up. Yeah. I thought that that was actually really good advice. Like, just be there for them and don't talk. <laughs> like, just listen. Yeah. Don't, like, tell them your horrible stories. Don't try and sell them anything. Don't try and explain it away or give them a reason why they're going through this. Or don't try and bright side it for them. Just show up and shut up. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, and he also pointed out that people like oftentimes what happens when people go through really traumatic experiences like health crisis or whatever is that there's lots of people that are really active in supporting them for like three to six months. Mm-hmm. And then after that, everybody disappears and forgets about it. But oftentimes the effects of these situations ripple out much longer than that. And right. so one of the good ways that you can support people is by like, you know, maybe putting reminders in your calendar or just trying to remember that like three months down the road, they're not going to have this huge group of people around them supporting them or potentially wouldn't. So that's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. Thanks Kevin. <laughs> so. All right, Christy. God quit Twitter. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this. Are you familiar with the Twitter account? Um, Tweet of God, I think. Ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna get it wrong now. Dude had a, like a from ton God? of the tweet of God at okay. the tweet of God. Yes, just from people retweeting it. You don't follow. No. You don't follow the I don't account. I think so. I was on a quest for a while to get blocked by this guy because I really didn't like him. Oh, no. But um, at the t- I think some of the stuff is pretty funny. While we're recording this, uh, I just went and looked at his account. 2.2 million followers. So you kind of just jealous? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He's only got he's only following one person. That's usually when you hate people, it's because you're jealous of their followers. He's only he's only following one person. Who do you think it is? Satan. Uh Justin Bieber. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Say... Think that you say that that's funny. Come I, on. What? Yeah. No, it's good. Okay. It's a good move. That's it's it's like a power move, I think, when people mm-hmm. follow one person, like kind of ironically. I guess. I don't know. I'm tr- I'm just looking to see if I have any people, any like mutual follows. It doesn't look like anybody that I follow follows him, which is a good sign in my opinion. So um, I don't. I don't. Doesn't look like it. No. So basically, I didn't read the everyday stuff. I would just see the stuff that floats to the top because right. it would be. Yeah, he tweeted or would yeah. be on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, so this guy kind of tweeted a, like a kind of a snarky, you know, 
version of what uh but the so this uh is a, a story uh god is dead david javerbaum was the person's name quits twitter popular twitter twitter account at the tweet of god so this guy had two point whatever two million followers on twitter he actually started it because he wanted to write a book along the same lines as the twitter account and mm-hmm. his publisher said well, why don't you start a Twitter account to kind of do promo for the book while you're writing it and to, like, get some excitement built so you can have a little bit of a fan base once you launch the book? Yeah. Um, Smart. And so he started the Twitter account kind of on a lark. I will say this. This is his story. I don't necessarily believe it <laughs> because this guy's kind of a douche. Okay. But uh, he then also wrote a play, I guess, kind of based on the book and the Twitter account. So he has the book. He did a play. Um, he's definitely managed to leverage this whole thing into a a, a career. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's paying his bills to to say the least. So he um the 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 reason that I like don't really like this guy is so he said that he quit Twitter because it was just too toxic for him and mm-hmm. he um he wanted to move on to other things and he wanted to be more creative and only writing in 140 characters was too limiting for him and he needed to free up more time because he whatever 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 he needed to like nurture his creative process mm-hmm. or something and um he, th- he did not take criticism very well um as with anybody that gets any kind of really significant following online i guess he uh was susceptible to critique and um and and push back on some of his jokes or sometimes stuff lands and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes you say things that are really offensive and i honestly believe that it's like in those moments that you can really make or break yourself like everybody's going to say things that are inappropriate from time to time and um some people get busted for it because they say it in a much more public manner i guess and oftentimes i think it's like your response to that kind of situation that really kind of shows who you are i Mm -hmm. guess but uh so one of the things that this guy would do is like anytime people would criticize him he would like start sending them creepy dms a lot of the time or he would like retweet them with like some kind of comment basically saying like hey guys go get this person that's coming after me like he has two million followers so, like, most famously, this happened right before he quit Twitter about a week ago. There was, like, a 16-year-old that had said something to him. He retweeted her tweets and started, like, retweeting pictures of her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, two million people are going after Or, I mean, we'll be nice. We'll say a quarter of his followers. 250,000 people are 500,000 people are going after (laughs) are going after this 16 year old girl that was dared criticize you know whatever the the fake god on twitter it's just ridiculous and then he would so he would do that and then he would delete it he would delete all the retweets and delete all his nasty comments so nobody could see him and Hmm. and it was like it never happened or whatever but meanwhile people are just getting like massively harassed because he's basically like sick like saying get him you know until yeah. all his followers or whatever and so um last time after this happened his twitter account actually got hacked and somebody somebody put a, a pretty intense uh pornographic image as his header on the profile <laughs> and was treating tweeting out some pretty vulgar things and so after um after all of that he kind of quit and uh i originally heard about this because i kind of follow his account but i also follow like have you ever heard of weird twitter no 
So weird Twitter is like a whole kind of subculture in Twitter of uh, of like Twitter accounts that kind of have a it's usually really dry, kind of sarcastic, ironic humor, and oftentimes they like they spell things wrong on purpose and stuff like that. Like it's a it's kind of a whole genre of Twitter. Like you know how there's like how's that edgy to spell things wrong? You know how there's um gr- there's like groups of there's like weird subcultures on Twitter. Are, do you know what I'm talking about? No. You t- you know you how there's like teach me these. There's things like different kinds of Twitter. There's like local news Twitter. <laughs> That's like people that are into like journalism. Journalism Twitter that are like all they all follow journalist people and they talk about like journalism stuff. Do and it's know, its own Twitter? Well, no, I mean, it's all on Twitter, but you know, there's like, you have no idea what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay. So I'm, there's like different, like, there's different like communities in Twitter. And I'm, uh, I, as you know, I'm, I'm kind of into it. So one of the like weird little kind of cultures that I am observant of is called weird Twitter. And now I'm going to have to do like a, I'll go back maybe on a different show and do kind of an explainer on okay. <laughs> on this weird Twitter thing because I feel like I'm really falling short on. Yes. Um, but it's like, you know how there's, you know how we have like a social group of friends, like in our kind of podcasting world, We that's like okay. podcast Twitter. So then there's, that's a very small, you know, maybe that's 30 people in our thing. Okay. That's conservative. I so mean, liberal. Well, <laughs> yeah. But then there's also, so there's like these little genres. Anyway, all that to say, I follow, there's a lot of the weird Twitter people are kind of critical of this Tweet of the God guy. So I found out about it. But it in the article, David Jabber, Jabberbaum, this guy that ran the Tweet of God Twitter account, he talked about another uh, British actor, David Fry, who also- Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. Sorry, David. I think David <laughs> Fry is the the last holdout in the uh, Oregon oh, standoff. Okay. That was the last guy to finally leave. Okay. Which, by the way, we could do a whole show about that. I should try and if he wasn't in jail, I'd try and get him on. But oh no, it got me thinking about um, kind of like the whole uh, takedown culture. I've heard it re- referred to, or oftentimes like right wingers like. Donald Trump loves to say that he's not into like the PC, like he won't bow to pressure from like PC bullshit or whatever. Like people oftentimes say things like that. What they mean is I don't like being held responsible for saying things that are racist or sexist or offensive in some way or Mm -hmm. ableist or whatever. Right. That's oftentimes what they mean. But this whole thing about like, this David Javerbaum, basically he left Twitter because he was being criticized so much. And then his account got hacked, which is kind of a shit shitty thing to do, but you know, it just got to be too much for him. And this Stephen Fry guy did the same thing because he made a joke about some employee of his dressing like a bag lady to an award show or something. And he got super criticized for it. And it just kind of like, it had me thinking about the whole kind of takedown culture i guess on the on the internet in general and how oftentimes we can form these crazy hate mobs or these mobs that just go after people like the Mm -hmm. cecil the lion guy or somebody says something offensive or some brand says some shitty thing or somebody makes an off-color joke and it just doesn't land right or they say something offensive maybe intentionally maybe not and they just get completely massacred for it yeah 
And I can't decide like if that's, I feel like there are aspects of that that are good. And I also feel like there are things about it that are, I think that it gets taken too far often, kind of like a mob mentality. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think people are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've also had people give unwanted feedback to the things that I've said Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it, there's been times when I've just wanted to quit. Like New- Twitter in general? Or no. not Twitter, but l- like just quit. Podcasting. Oh, pod- podcasting yeah. and Facebook and all of it. Yeah. Yeah, like... I I also feel that people think that because we do this, that everything in our lives and who we are is up for judgment and criticism. And I've had people say some pretty, like, shitty things to me. To you personally? Yes. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think it's, like, I think it's good that we live in a world that people are beginning to be held more and more accountable for the horrible things that they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that we live in a world where the groups that have, oftentimes been in the minority or been displaced or oppressed in some way are now being represented and and given a voice and having their voice and their message amplified i think that that's good and i think that it's i think that it's good that you know people i mean that's one of the great things about twitter is that like anybody can have the same amount of impact you know what i mean like mm-hmm. this guy started an account because he wanted to promote a book and ended up it blowing up into this huge thing where he had 2 million followers. Like anybody can have a voice, you know, the, the barrier to entry is very low for people. And so it, it kind of levels the playing field to a certain extent. I mean, there's still obviously lots of different dynamics that kind of affect things, but like, I think that it's good that people have that uh, platform. And I think it's good that people are being held accountable. Um, And I think that, I think that it's just exhausting sometimes and I don't always, I feel like there's a balance in there and I don't, I don't know where it is, you know, because I think people should be held accountable and called out for the bad things that they say. But Mm -hmm. I also think there needs to be some, I, I oftentimes don't see empathy in the midst of these like attacks where everybody just goes all out, like balls out, attacks somebody for saying some horrible thing. And I've said horrible things before. Thank God none of them were, I mean, thank God a lot of them weren't like on mm-hmm. Twitter or in a public setting or in a place like where I, you know, I don't, it's not like I am one of these people that has up 2 million followers on Twitter. Or there's not 10,000 downloads for every show that we have where, where every word is getting picked apart or every mm-hmm. concept or sentence or thing that we talk about is being like oh ripped God, to shreds. But I don't know, like, I don't know where the, middle ground is there and I, I think that I think that it's good that it happens but I think that it's bad that it goes too far sometimes and I don't know this whole thing just got me thinking about that so what, what do you think about it I mean well you already said yeah it's crazy that's what you well, said people, said are crazy. people are crazy yeah um I just want to know if God quit <laughs> were those two sets of retweets 
Was he <laughs> so, carrying me? Yeah, the two sets of the two favorites. <laughs> the two favorites. The, was he? Yeah. Was he carrying me? Where only time? your where your tweet was favorited only one time. It's not. Be, it's because God was fo- not following Justin yeah. Bieber. <laughs> okay, I, I like it. I don't know. That's uh that's how it works. But uh, the other thing that this made me think of, and this is something that I would love to talk about a little bit more is, and maybe we'll start with this weird Twitter thing. Maybe I'll try and do like an explainer on weird Twitter. I should probably make a note about it so it actually okay. happens. But um, so uh, there's all of these kind of weird subcultures on the internet. I think oftentimes they are manifest, at least for me, probably a very clear way of seeing that is on Twitter because uh, I, you know, I spend a fair amount of time on there. Um, but there are like, there are all these weird little subcultures of like these groups of people that, and I love, I love watching them and observing them and like learning about their, like, you know, cause they have different spoken and unspoken rules. And I just, I love that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and so I was thinking that, you know, if there's something, oftentimes I find myself trying to explain them to you. Yep. And you ask me questions like if you see something that you don't understand, you'll like say, what is up with this? What does this mean? And there's a show that I listen to called Reply All where they do a, uh, a really cool segment where they do something kind of similar to this with tweets that they don't understand. But what I wanted to do is maybe start kind of looking into some of these subcultures and talking about them and then also inviting listeners of the show Maybe if like you're a part of uh, kind of I don't want to use the word click because it oftentimes has a negative kind of connotation, but uh, a community or whatever, mm-hmm. if you, or if you run across something that you don't understand and you want us to look into it for you or whatever, like I would love to do that. So feel free to send that stuff our way. But like uh, I was talking to you this week about Findom, find Findom or Findom. Have you ever yeah. heard of this? Well, I mean, now I have. So there's uh there's a podcast called Internet Explorer from BuzzFeed where they kind of go th- take people through a journey of some of the darker places on the Internet. Like they oftentimes look at like uh, men's right activist culture and mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's a great okay. show. But their last one they did, they talked about fin- Findom. And as they just, I thought they did a great job of describing it. But they said that it's uh, it's it's like pegging for your wallet. <laughs> Okay. But basically, like, these men kind of um, get sexual pleasure from being financially dominated by women. Okay. And so, like, women will actually take, like, a remote desktop application where they can access, like, if I was doing this, I would go online, I would find somebody, I would let them access my computer remotely. They would go through, they would look at all my pictures, mm-hmm. they would find my most embarrassing pictures, and then they would say... PayPal me $200 or I'm going to email these to all your coworkers or, you know, like they'll post pictures of them like out with their girlfriends or sometimes even their spouses or partners. Mm -hmm. They'll say, Oh, we're getting pedicures. Who's going to, which one of you, you know, assholes are going to pay for this or whatever. And like strangers on the internet will just pay for stuff for them. So it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. Like it's a whole world on Twitter. The other crazy thing that I found out about is that there's, apparently one accountant that does the tax does the taxes for all of these people so if you want to find out more about it just check out hashtag findom f-i-n-d-o-m it stands for financial domination um well i want to i want to get money yeah all right well let's we'll set it up okay 
yeah, guys, pay Christy money or she's going to email embarrassing pictures of me to your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, I thought that that was uh I thought that that was interesting. Fetishes are weird. Yeah. Well, let's not uh let's not be sh- let's not shame people though. Like, do your thing. As long as it's not hurting other people. Did I say uh, I was shaming them? Well, I don't know. I think that maybe there was a little bit of a negative implication to, to weird. That's how I took oh. it. Maybe I was wrong. I apologize if I misinterpreted your... No. Yeah, just don't don't try to poop on me or <laughs> do anything like that. We know. We know. I had, Learned that the hard way. I had a friend that... Um, long story, but she was once paid $300. So a man could look at her feet and masturbate. Didn't touch her. Oh. She just sat in a room and... Like in person? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I would I be would interested in hearing the long version of that story. <laughs> <laughs> like how that came about? Uh, that's part of the story I'm not going to tell. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, check that out not on, on um, podcast. the Nerd Out Loud Plus page. <laughs> that's going to be opening soon. Okay. So, Christina, yes. let's, uh, let's do this. Wrap it up. Let's do this. Oh. Am I a jerk? Yes, I'm a jerk. Everybody's jerking around. Yeah. Am I a jerk? Well, you be the judge. Jeremy's never seen the movie The Jerk. Yeah. Everybody's jerking around. So we have a twofer this week. Yeah. We have a twofer. And um, why don't you let her so- rip? Today's Am I a Jerk is not about me at all. It's I want you guys to weigh in on these two stories that actually <laughs> happened yesterday that Jeremy did to me. So this is, is Jeremy a jerk? I know, I know it's usually yes, but I want you guys to, to weigh in on this. The first one was I was, like every day, riding the bus in the morning time. It was warm-ish. It was kind of sunny. So I wore my lighter jacket to work. By the time it was 5 o'clock, it was raining really hard. The wind had picked up. It was freezing outside. So I was taking the bus to a different location, a park and ride, so that we could go over to Jeremy's sister's house. And because of that, I missed the two buses that come earlier. So I stood out at the bus stop for about 25 minutes, got on the bus, text Jeremy, I'm on the bus. The schedule says, and this was about 520, 520-ish. I said the schedule for the bus says that it should be there in about 30-ish minutes. So... Along the way, he says, where are you? I said, we just passed um, University of Washington. We just passed the Montlake Terrace bus station. And meanwhile, he's at his sister's house, gets the text that I'm at the Montlake Terrace exit, which is probably two exits away from where I'm, where my destination is. And he decides then to eat a bowl of soup. So he eats a bowl of soup. Can- I get, uh, not yet. I get to the bus stop 30-ish minutes after, but it was actually 40 minutes. 40 minutes after I got on the bus and I call him and I say, where are you? 
he hadn't even left his sister's house. He was just getting in the car. So then I, I stood around for 20 to 30 minutes waiting for him to come. It was freezing. The wind was blowing. I was getting more and more angry. I was actually at one point running in circles because I was so cold to try to get the cold to stop. So that's my question. Is Jeremy a jerk for choosing to eat a bowl of soup instead of coming to pick me up at the parking ride right away? Do I get to do I get to defend myself now? You can try. <laughs> do I get to kind of you explain, can try. explain this situation? Go ahead, try. Okay. So, uh e- you make it sound a little bit worse than it is. Like you kind of have you're you're um you're leading the jury. Is that what they say? Is that the right thing? I'm not a lawyer. Did you or did you not eat a bowl of soup? I did eat a bowl of soup, but here's the thing. Okay, I went to my, uh, I, w- I was spending some time at my sister's house. She was kind enough to watch my daughter for a little bit while I was at work. Uh, and so I was going over there to spend some time with her and uh, have dinner with her family and pick up my daughter. And uh, And while I was there, Christy texted that she was on her way. Traffic from Seattle is really hit or miss. You never really know how things are going to work, especially on a Friday. It's raining. Traffic is bad. Usually things take a long time. Um, And uh, maybe I'm a bad judge of time sometimes. Oh, you know, Um, you're terrible at it. It's like your worst thing. The soup in question was like a tortilla soup or a uh, taco taco soup. soup, You know, and one of the things that you do with it is you put tortilla chips in it. Like you crumple up tortilla chips and sprinkle it over the top. So Chrissy texted me that she was... Uh, maybe 15 minutes away from the bus stop. Oh, that's such a lie. Well, no, okay. So what she said was, I meant the the next stop is the park and ride where you're going to pick me up. Yes. I misjudged the distance between the two. I misjudged the traffic. And unfortunately, literally as she sent me that text messages, I was sprinkling the, the chips on the top of my soup. So I was forced with the, I, I, I was left with a bit of a dilemma because I didn't want to be an ungrateful guest. My sister was kind enough, friend of the show, Jessica, mm-hmm. was kind enough to she was kind enough to open up her home, to make dinner, to watch my child, to make dinner for both of us and my daughter. To, she invited us over. I didn't want to be rude. Basically, if I had walked out at that point, that bowl of soup that I had in front of me would have just it would have just been a down the drain type of situation. It would have been cold. It would have been mushy. The chips would have been soggy. It would have been, it would have been useless for everybody. Right? So it, I would, I'm So I got the text messages. I said, Oh shoot, I need to leave really quickly. I ate the soup as fast as I can. What you guys just missed was me doing a really interesting, <laughs> like um, pantomime of me eating soup quickly. Um, I eat it as fast as I can. And I, left and went straight to the park and ride. Unfortunately, Christine had to wait out in the in the cold for a little bit longer than I had planned, but you know, it's not a perfect science. You can't I couldn't time it exactly. It's not like I knew where she was specifically. It's not like we have an app that would have shown that. I made I made an educated guess. That's how I knew that you were still at your sister's house I didn't. when you said that you were I, on the road. I was on the I, road. I was on the, on road, the road when we talked. Outside of her house. On the road in front of my sister's house. <laughs> yeah. But on the road nonetheless. All of that to say. I think you said, I think I'm five minutes away. I apologize. And I looked at the app and knew you were lying. I apologize that we, 
I apologize that you had to wait out in the cold. And I feel bad about that. I really do. But I don't think that that makes me a jerk. I do. I don't think it's like I left you out standing in the cold for a really long time. All right. Okay. Okay. Next. This happened <laughs> last night. Yeah. Mere hours after being <laughs> left at the park and ride. Mm-hmm. We've had this kind of refrigerator issue where something smells dead in there. We've cleaned out everything that we've known how to do. I was just going to rip everything out and throw everything away and bleach bleach it this weekend. Um, but I was asleep last night. And I don't know what time it was, like midnight. It was late, yeah. Well. Um, Jeremy wakes me up <laughs> and he puts something in my face and he says, is this what's rotten? Can you smell it? And I was like, oh, God, yes, yes. Oh, God. And he's like, yeah, I took a bite of it and realized that it was off. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then he goes, oh, here, this will help with the smell. Because it was like in there. Mm-hmm. The dead had moved into my nose. Mm-hmm. And he put dryer sheets on my face. Mm-hmm. Well, not on your face. I waved some dryer sheets if, around. Well, no, because it was like stuck on my there face. There was some incidental contact. Yeah. That happens and then sometimes. There's it was all over contact. my pillow. It in- somehow. Let's just the the contact was not intentional. Okay. But it was all over and I <laughs> smelled it all night and it was mm. annoying because it's not a good smell. You mm-hmm. got some just like generic dryer sheets that don't smell good. So that's my next question. Is Jeremy a jerk? For waking me up and making me smell rotten food. <laughs> and again, you're I, you're phrasing this in such a way that makes me sound like a horrible person. Yes, it was late at the night. The truth hurts, but Jeremy. Here's, the situ- here's what was happening. I was trying to make the smell going away. I was trying to make our house better. I was trying to clean out the fridge because we've had this smell in there that we can't identify. Okay, then throw it away when you realize that but that's it. But here's the problem is that I was... Everything smelled like that in the kitchen because I had opened the refrigerator. Yeah. I had opened the refrigerator and I was like, what does that smell? It was driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. There was some like broccoli, some like a pre-cooked like meal yeah. thing in there that we had put was in the fridge. And I opened it up and I was like, oh, broccoli. It was on Christy now because of a previous uh, refer to a previous Am I a Jerk segment where maybe I ate some chips that she had been given <laughs> or something. Um, she has like a little a area gift. in the refrigerator where she puts stuff that's okay for me to yeah, eat. So I think that's a good... she has like special meals that she wants to eat and mm-hmm. which is totally fine. And then when she doesn't want them anymore, if there's something that Same she way. doesn't like, then she moves it over yeah. to a certain shelf. And I know that this, mm-hmm. if it's on this shelf, then it's like safe for me yeah. to partake in. Um, so I, 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 you know, I was going down for a little midnight snack. I'm like trying to be healthy. So there's some broccoli. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll eat some broccoli in the middle of the night. Sure. Uh, tastes a little weird. So then I'm like, I wonder if this is the smell. So I try smelling it, but everything in the kitchen <laughs> smells bad because I just opened the stinky fridge. Yeah. So I didn't know. So I, I just, I wanted to get a sanity check and I didn't know you were asleep all the way. You weren't asleep really <laughs> when I went downstairs. So I apologize for waking you up, but I came up and I just wanted to know, is this the thing that's smelling? You said yes. You let me know. Thank you, by the way. That reminds me. Did you take it out of your car? I did. Okay. We were able to. We were able to take care of the remedy. The situation. How out of the sad house. are you I cleaned out about the all the cheese we threw away, thinking I'm that pretty, that's what the pretty cheese. bummed. Not not the not the 
cheese, not the Amy cheese that no. was sent to us. There was Amy some other cheese. Is still there. She said she was pretty shocked that we still have some left. <laughs> Well, the problem is, is that we don't have enough stuff we don't to have dip vessels. in it, right? <laughs> and I have too much. Um, I'm too embarrassed to just go like. I should try and mix some of that in with the soylent. See no. if it makes God, the smell no. that tastes better. That's some of the so liquid gross. <laughs> I wouldn't even need to no. use a blender. Amy, if you're listening, please <laughs> tell him not to do that. We'll have a soylent update on the next episode. By the way, guys, just a little preview for you. Um. So anyway, so I I wanted to I was trying to do a nice thing, and by the way, I got rid of the smell, which was you something did. that you You're were not hero. able to do. You're my hero. I apologize. Oh well, I was just going to throw everything out today. <laughs> well, I all of I, it. So I saved us some money because we almost lost like five things of liquid gold from Tennessee or whatever. Oh, I wouldn't cheese. have thrown that out. So anyway, so then you were like, but now it smells up here. So I like went and took the took care of the smelly thing. <laughs> I put it outside. I found something that smelled good, dryer sheets. I came up, I waved them around like a, I was like a smudge stick. Of, was, I wish I had seen you doing that because I was back to sleep by then. It was like a, you rubbed them on my face or something. I did not rub it on your face intentionally. <laughs> but there it might did have been happen, some right? incidental dryer sheet yeah. content. And then I contact, woke up with them next to me. Another possible show title, by the way. <laughs> incidental dryer sheet contact. Yeah. Well, I left them on your nightstand to so the s- smells would continue <laughs> to permeate. Okay. They smell good. I literally smell have good. a machine that puts out smelly stuff in the, the yeah. air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So, please yeah. tell me this would be hashtag am I a jerk P- <laughs> park and ride? Hashtag am I a jerk rotten, rotten food. food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. All right. Uh, I have a feeling neither one of those are going to fare well, but I uh, <laughs> I did my best to argue my case. I, I think we'll say that I had the best of intentions all along Do for you know everybody what? involved in the situation. You know what paves the road to hell? <laughs> Good intentions. Good intentions. <laughs> yeah. that's. I think that's somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> that's two Corinthians, I think. Do you know what uh, <laughs> paves the road to a stinky refrigerator? What? Uh, broccoli. Steamed broccoli. <laughs> 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 I told you I don't like cooked broccoli. I love broccoli. Okay. I like anyway. broccoli raw but not cooked. I like eating broccoli because it you feel like a giant. <laughs> you feel like a giant and you're eating tr- little miniature trees. Oh you're like, I'm a giant. Okay, <laughs> only you would think that. I don't know. I bet lots of people have. Anyway. All right. Okay, guys. So I know that you're all... Uh, probably very excited to hear the nerd out loud karaoke segment that we're going to use to end this show. Um, so we're going to wrap this up, take this baby in for a landing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You guys, we still, we'd love to hear your nerd out loud and hashtag N O L karaoke submissions. We need help figuring out how to record it. Hit me up. I'll help you. It's going to be good. Christy, what song should I sing? Um, I have a few that that I'm thinking about. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't want to spoil it because Hopefully if I say one and then you don't do it, that's in my vocal range. Oh, it will be. <laughs> Anything is in your vocal range if you try hard enough. That's right? true. That's absolutely. You true. really think that Nelly that's song was in your vocal range? Absolutely. Okay. That's, that's what we call the sweet spot. Vocal <laughs> sweet spot. Okay. The honey hole is what they call or it. Or brown noise. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right, guys. Christy, do we have any like announcements or anything we want to tease? 
No. We have a whole bunch of stuff. Um, as always, guys, follow along on like Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. I'll be throughout the week posting questions and posting about the stuff that we talked about in the show, asking questions of you guys because we love to hear your feedback. We have a voicemail line. We have email address. We have a contact form on the website. We have links to all the articles that we discussed in this show. You can find all of that information at nerdoutloudpod.com. We make it super easy for you. Uh, Check it out or in the show notes to this very show on your pod listening device. There should be access to the notes and hopefully you can click those links and check it out. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Christina, do you have any last words? Never wait for cake. You guys, uh, be your best self. Let your nerd flag fly! Thursday night, everything's fine, except you've got that look in your eye when I'm telling a story and you find it boring, you're thinking of something to say, I'll go along with it and drop it and humiliate me in front of our friends. Then I'll use that voice that you find annoying and say something like, Yeah, intelligent input, darling. Why don't you just have another beer then? Then you'll call me a bitch and everyone we're with will be embarrassed and I won't give a shit. My fingertips are holding on to the cracks in our foundation. And I know that I should let go, but I can't. And every time I fight, I know it's not right. Every time that you're upset and I smile, I know I should forget, but I can't. You said I must eat so many lemons, cause I am so bitter. I said I'd rather be with your friends, mate, cause they are much fitter. You, yes, it was childish and you got aggressive And I must admit that I was a bit scared But it gives me thrills to wind you up My fingertips are holding on to the cracks in our foundation And I know that I should let go, but I can't and every time we fight, I know it's not right Every time that you're upset and I smile I know I should forget, but I can't The morning, and I purposely won't turn the heating on Dear God, I hope I'm not stuck with this one My fingertips are holding on to the cracks in our foundation and I know that I should let go, but I can't And every time we fight, I know it's not right Every time that you're upset and I smile I know I should forget, but I can't Every time we fight, I know it's not right Every time that you're upset and I smile I know I should forget, but I can't 
And every time we fight, I know it's not right Every time that you're upset and I smile I know I should forget, but I can't